It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. I'm Christiana Villegas, co-host and event planner of Marquardt Law Firm that sponsors this show. We are live today back in San Antonio and on Facebook live stream if you visit Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. How are you today, Mr. Marquardt? I'm well, thanks. It started with a great breakfast at Thousand Oaks Cafe. It was terrific bacon, super crispy. Did you know that there's three locations? That was very confusing, making sure that we had the right location to meet up. I think it's uh, three locations, but only one of them actually has a number in their title. Well, we found it, and they had good waffles, good eggs, and good bacon. That's right. Is it the waffle that you really, really like, Mr. No, Marquardt? <laughs> that's not the crispy brown waffle that Conrad's has out in California, but it was good. It was a good value. I liked the uh, green salsa. I put it on my eggs. Well, other than talking about our breakfast adventures, what's the purpose of having Talk Law Radio? The purpose of Talk Law Radio is to help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs our law license, but and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law, but because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are ever-changing, as you will find out today, Nothing provided herein should be used as a substitute for the advice of competent legal counsel. Contact an attorney like Todd Marquardt at Marquardt Law Firm, which sponsors the show. Have an initial consultation to find out if that law firm or Marquardt Law Firm is the right law firm for you. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with a prayer. Of course. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, and for doing the wrong thing or failing to do your will. Please help Christiana and me give good information about the recently enacted SECURE Act today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided to us for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the SECURE Act, that's the topic today, Mr. Marquardt? Yes, it was uh, recently enacted and uh, is in force. So today we're going to talk about the background, uh, how we got to where we are today, and what the SECURE Act is, what the positive changes are, and what are the potential downfalls, and how that affects uh, estate planning, and Again, we'll talk about legacy. What are your options? So if you've heard about the SECURE Act, we are live today. We're taking questions on the phone by dialing 
210-308-8867. Or if you're tuning in on Facebook live stream, I am able to monitor the comments as well. So contact us with your questions. Or if you don't have a question, let us know what you've heard. I'm interested about finding out what uh, the public is learning uh, besides listening to me. I think that they could definitely benefit from understanding what is the SECURE Act. I actually had a Lyft ride last night on my way home, and I mentioned to my Lyft driver about the podcast and that we were going to be discussing the SECURE Act, and he automatically recognized it. Oh, I've heard about that, something to do with your retirement But I don't think he fully understood about what the purpose of your retirement and how it's going to affect your finances. It's confusing. And so I'm not surprised that somebody (laughs) doesn't understand it. Um, Let me start with the history. How did we come to start using something other than a traditional pension with a big company? Well, back in 1974... Congress enacted and passed the uh, Employee Retirement Income Security Act. Us in the legal and financial industry know that as ERISA. And that set up what an original IRA or traditional IRA could do for somebody. That's where you can start saving for retirement yourself instead of having to rely on your company to give you a defined pension benefit. Then, in 1978, Congress passed uh, an amendment to the Internal Revenue Code, Section 401k. Mm. That's where we get the uh, title 401k for certain retirement planning because that's the section of the Internal Revenue Code that allows you to set up that type of account. Uh, It's employer-sponsored, sort of like a a defined pension, but this is more geared toward somebody who wants to contribute pre-tax dollars to a special account that grows tax-free until they retire from their employment. Okay, that was definitely something that I didn't fully understand. I'm a little embarrassed to admit, before I took economics class in high school, I thought that IRA was affiliated with the IRS. I didn't know that IRA meant it was your retirement plan. (laughs) Yeah, and they don't teach about it in high school anyway, nowhere that I know of. Um, Economics is more about how the economy works and, and not about how we should be saving money for ourselves and paying our bills and establishing our credit. So recently, in December 20th, 2019, Congress and the President signed and passed the SECURE Act, which is really uh, just part of the Further Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2020. It was an appropriations bill. In fact, it's a $1.4 trillion appropriations spending package. Wait, wait, wait. That was trillion. Yes. That's how much the federal government wants to spend this year. Oh, wow. And how are they even going to be able to divvy all that up? Well, that's a show for another time. (laughs) (laughs) But this uh, SECURE Act was part of that bill. 
And I think it's because uh, the SECURE Act is going to help the federal government raise more revenue. Okay, so hearing the term raising revenue, if you have any questions about what the SECURE Act is, we are live today here on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. Call in with your questions at 210-308-8867 or visit our Facebook page, Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt, and enter your comments in our live stream. If you want to retire soon or ever, this will affect you. If you want to leave money that you don't spend to your loved ones after you pass away, this will affect you. So if you plan to retire and you're having some questions about how the SECURE Act is affecting the planning that you've already done, you need to see your financial advisor and estate planning attorney. So I think we're probably going to have to go down the generations, wouldn't we, to see how it affects people who already have a retirement plan, those who might be considering it, and what about the millennials and Gen Z that haven't even put a retirement on their thoughts because they're just trying to focus on staying alive right now. You're correct. It's going to affect a lot of people. Before we go to a break, I want to tell a joke. Since we're talking about uh, retirement, I wanted to tell a retirement joke. What's the biggest gripe of retirees? My back! There's not enough time to get everything done. (laughs) But they had all that time before. (laughs) That's why it's funny. (laughs) Well, don't change that channel. We will come back after this commercial here on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Remember to dial in with your questions at 210-308-8867 or visit our Facebook live stream and you'll be able to see us behind the scenes on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. Don't change that channel. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. I'm Christiana Villegas, co-host and event planner of Marquardt Law Firm. We're live today here in San Antonio and on Facebook live stream. If you visit our page, Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt, we are discussing the SECURE Act. I think you posted a blog on it on our Facebook and our Marquardt Law Firm page, haven't you? I've been posting a lot about it because I want people to know that this is an important change. If your financial advisor hasn't called you yet, call me, Todd Marquardt at Marquardt Law Firm, 
and I can put you in touch with an experienced and licensed individual that you can trust. So I wanted to keep talking about the background. How did we get to the SECURE Act? Absolutely. Because it's been a while since these laws were first enacted in the 70s, and there's been some changes along the way, but it's been a while. And so what the government has noticed is that people are living longer. Right. Surprise! Because of medicine (laughs) and better lifestyles. Yes, technology has advanced and physicians and healthcare has figured out how to keep us alive a long time. That's right. So we're living longer and still retiring at about the same age. Well, the government figured out that maybe people should continue working and saving more money because... uh, you need more money to be retired for a longer period of time. That does make a little sense. So the government also noticed that workers were not saving enough. Have you noticed that? I believe we all can. Yeah, we all need to save more for other things as well as for our retirement. Uh, Catastrophic illness, for example, long-term care. We need to save for... unfortunate and unforeseeable events Mm -hmm. so that the law will allow employers to offer retirement to long-term part-term part-time employees that's new oh really yeah before it was more common for employers to offer retirement for full-time employees now there's going to be an incentive for employers to offer it to long-term part-time employees. That's a part-time employee who has been with the company for a long time. Okay, then. So that's something new that I would definitely need to learn more about. I was very fortunate to be working for your firm for the last two years, and I only ever assumed that getting a pension with your workplace had to be some kind of big corporation, and you had to have decades behind you. Well, that's been the model in the past. And so the government's trying to create some incentives for small businesses to offer opportunity for everyone to have retirement. So the law also adds new exemptions for penalty-free withdrawals upon the birth or adoption of a child. So that's not for retirement. But in the past... People were taking withdrawals from their retirement to help pay for expensive new changes in their lives, like the birth or adoption of a child. And so the the legislators in Washington decided to create a new exception for that. Well, they can understand then because your lifestyle and your family needs to experience changes and has the unexpected pop up sometimes. Uh Uh-huh. One of the new things for small businesses to encourage small businesses to offer retirement is called uh, loosening the restrictions on multi-employer retirement plans. That's when small businesses uh, bundle together and collaborate and join in a, a bigger retirement plan. 
So if this is sparking any questions, if you're a business owner or you're wondering about how to prepare your retirement plan, we're taking questions today. If you dial 210-308-8867 or go to our website at marcourtlawfirm.com, that's M like mother, A-R-Q-U-D like delta, T like tango, lawfirm.com and enter in your notes to our chat box so that way we can get back to you on Monday. So one of the positive changes for retirees is that they're no longer going to be required to take minimum distributions at age 70 and a half. They can keep working or they can just decide not to start taking distributions from their IRA until they're age 72. Why was that even a policy? Could you explain that, that you are required to start taking it out? If you want to keep saving it, why would you start spending it early? Well, at a certain point, the IRS wants somebody someday to pay taxes. (laughs) Of course. And the... To encourage people to save in an IRA, uh, the IRS would say, okay, if you contribute money to your IRA, you don't have to pay taxes. We'll give you a tax deduction, and you won't have to start paying taxes until you take money out of your IRA. Well, some people were not taking the money out, and so they said, you shall take money out at age 70 and a half, or you're going to be penalized. The power of the word shall. Yes. And so now that age has been changed to age 72. Another positive in that law is that before there was uh, a period of time when you had to stop contributing to your IRA, when you had to stop saving, well, they've lifted that and you can continue to contribute to your IRA so long as you're working. I think that's going to give a breath of relief to a lot of the seniors who are workaholics. Yeah, my granddad worked until he was in his late 80s. So will this affect a way that people are able to get their Social Security incomes with their retirement plans? That's a a complicated question. It it does affect it, but I'm not ready to talk about that today. (laughs) Okay, then. So that's going to be something for another episode in the future. What were the age restrictions before of being able to contribute to your IRA? Well, the IRS wanted people to contribute at least until they were age 59. And then you were allowed to start taking uh, distributions out. Um, But at age 70 and a half, then you had to. It was required. So between age 59 and 70, uh, some people would keep working, some people would retire early. And so those are all factors that are based on unique characteristics of the individuals involved. So everybody's different. You're different. If you have questions about your IRA, 401k, Social Security, give us a call here at the station. That number is 210-308-8867 or visit our Facebook page, 
Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt and enter your comments into our live stream. I'll be monitoring them on my other phone and getting to you as best as I can. Something else that's new that could be a positive is that employers can help their workers save for retirement using annuities. Oh, really? Before there were some uh, disadvantages to doing that or risks to doing that, and the uh, the regulations are going to uh, loosen those restrictions just to help people if they want to have a, a secure lifetime income, sort of like a pension. Okay. Um, you can use an annuity to mimic the same thing, same thing that a, a pension would do. I'm not saying that's right for everybody. <laughs> you have to see a financial advisor. I don't do that. Um, but it's one of the tools in the toolkit that might be available. Well, as of course, the purpose of Talk Law Radio is not to give advice to your unique situation, which is why we emphasize so much on visiting MarkCourtLawFirm.com. Set up a consultation, meet with an attorney or a financial advisor that can be able to assess your unique situation. Isn't that the whole point of the consultations at Marquardt Law Firm. Yeah, find out if we're the right law firm for you and for us to find out how extensive your case is. Once we decide to work together, then we look at what are the strategies that we can use. We've been talking about financial advisors a lot during this show, and you might have one that you like. That's great. We work with our clients' financial advisors. You can give them our Facebook page, Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. Visit our website, marcourtlawfirm.com, or call us with your questions today at 210-308-8867. So what about the beneficiaries of IRAs? I'm almost there. You're almost there. I'm almost there. (laughs) There's a couple other positive things that I wanted to mention. Um... One is that there there's some loosened restrictions on using your IRA money to pay for catastrophic medical expenses. So those regulations are pretty detailed, but just know that they're there. Also, um, 529 accounts can be used to repay student loans up to a certain amount. So that's new, and, and that's included with these changes as well. So they can end up using their retirement plans to pay their student loans instead of being able to enjoy their retirement. Well, it it's just one one other thing. Okay, then. It's not going to replace. Um, one of the advantages to employers is that they can receive a credit for setting up these uh, retirement plans for employees. Uh there's a, a lot of regulations and a lot of detail in that, but just know that it's there. If you're an employer and you want to provide a retirement benefit for your staff, get with your attorney and and we can analyze your situation and these regulations and figure out how to make it work. Business owners, doesn't that fall under one of our four circles? Yes, I think it's right there, business law. <laughs> So that is marcourtlawfirm.com. 
M like mother, A-R-Q-U-A-R, D like Delta, T like Tango, lawfirm.com. Contact us for estate planning, retirement plans, your business plans. Get everything started at the beginning of the year before it's too late. Okay, I have another retirement joke. Let's hear it. Among retirees, what is considered formal attire? What would that be? Tying their shoes. (laughs) Because of the arthritis. (laughs) Well, because I guess the the thought is that they're going to be in their jammies all day. Oh, well, then that does make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so more about the... Secure Act, some benefits to employers. There's an auto-enrollment safe harbor. So if you can get your employees to enroll automatically into the retirement plan, then uh, there's that's favored, that's encouraged. Um, the government thinks that, that people are, are so um, confused about saving for retirement that they're not going to do it because they don't understand it. And so if the employer just sets it up for them automatically, then the government is going to give you a big thumbs up for that. Well, if you're confused about how you're even going to start your retirement plan, don't change that channel because we will come back after this commercial here on Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marcourt. We'll be right back. Welcome to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marcourt. I'm Christiana Villegas, co-host and event planner of Marcourt Law Firm, and we're here today live taking questions. If you dial in 210-308-8867 or visit our Facebook page like Miss Christina is watching us on the live stream, Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. We'll look at the comments and answer your questions. Welcome back. I want to start with a question. Do you want to save your beneficiaries on federal income taxes, or do you want to protect that inheritance from the beneficiaries, creditors, lawsuits, and possible divorce? Do I have to pick just one? It's a str- <laughs> There's different strategies for uh, accomplishing both, and so I'm going to talk about that a little bit. But if you have one of those questions, share it with us. Absolutely. The number is again 210-308-8867. We'll take your questions live or on the Facebook live stream Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. So the reason that this question is coming up is because there are some changes to how beneficiaries receive their inheritance if it's coming from an IRA or 401k. In the past, if you had a non-spouse beneficiary like a child, you could leave them your IRA and that beneficiary could stretch that IRA over the beneficiary's life expectancy. So this is something that I always find interesting. Mm -hmm. The IRS has people in the basement actuaries calculating how long we will probably live. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) 
And and they use those figures to calculate how much you're going to be required to take out of your IRA okay. if you inherit it. So, But that's the old law. That's old news. We can't do that anymore. So what do we expect now? Now your non-spouse beneficiary is going to have to take all of their RMDs, their required minimum distributions, over a 10-year period. Hmm. So I was reading the blog that you posted about the SECURE Act on our website, MarkCourtLawFirm.com. It said something about a difference between beneficiaries and designated beneficiaries. I didn't even know there were different levels. Well, the IRS defines that phrase, designated beneficiary. And so if your beneficiary meets that definition, then you can have the 10-year payout. If you don't meet that beneficiary because you've named a, a charity or you've named your estate or you didn't name anybody as your beneficiary, then they're not a designated beneficiary and the payout is going to have to be over a five-year period of time. So, silly question. Can't you just put it in your will that you want your IRA to go to a certain person and then just leave it at that? That's a simplified uh, explanation about how it could work. Um, beneficiaries have, or IRAs, can have a beneficiary designated, just like life insurance. You name a beneficiary of your life insurance policy, you can name a beneficiary of your IRA. I did have a client a few years back who came into my office and she said, I'm here because my husband's IRA company said I need a letter from the court. And I said, that's interesting. Let mm -hmm. me see what correspondence they sent you that says that. Well, what she meant was the company told her she needed letters testamentary. Hmm. Letters testamentary isn't really a letter. It's an official document from the court that says that an executor or personal representative has been appointed and that that executor or personal representative has authority to manage the affairs of the estate after death. That's letters testamentary. And she said, why do I need to go through probate? I'm his wife. Right. Well, because he could name anybody he wants as beneficiary of his IRA, subject to some community property laws and regulations. But he didn't name her as beneficiary. In fact, he didn't name anybody as beneficiary. Ooh. And so I told her, don't shoot me. I didn't do it. <laughs> You know, this was something that your husband didn't do or his HR department didn't encourage him to do. So if you're going to forget your anniversary date, don't forget to put a beneficiary down for your IRA then. I'm sure that he didn't even plan on dying that day or that year. Um, but the time to plan your estate and your finances is before something bad happens. So how old can you be to start a retirement plan? When you're age 18. So as soon as you start working then? Well, you have to, you have to reach the age of majority in Texas. That's age 18 when you're considered to be an adult 
and the contracts that you sign are legally enforceable. That's age 18. You could start working before that, you know, at a fast food restaurant or something. That's true. My first job was when I was 17 working at a game video game store, so I got lucky there. Yeah. But starting a retirement plan didn't even dawn on me until after working at Marquardt Law Firm. Yeah, it doesn't dawn on a lot of people, uh, sometimes for a long period of time or sometimes never. Back to this beneficiary designation issue. So if you're married, you can name a spouse, and your spouse can still stretch that IRA and those minimum required distributions over the spouse's uh, life expectancy. But if you're a non-spouse, then you're going to have that 10-year limitation, unless there are some exceptions. If you leave your IRA to a minor child, someone who hasn't reached age majority, that would be in Texas under the age of 18. Okay. Then the 10-year payout doesn't begin until they reach age 18. The, there's some other circumstances where um, maybe that could even be later. A disabled individual isn't going to be limited to the 10-year payout. A chronically ill individual or an individual who is not more than 10 years younger than the account number. So in my mind, this is somebody who would be a beneficiary but is not a spouse. It might be the girlfriend (laughs) or the boyfriend or the significant other. That's right. Because being able to name someone that you care about that's what's on the person's mind. It doesn't yeah, have and to they, be by blood. They might be about the same age. Okay, then. Yeah, they just can't be more than 10 years younger. So that's how the, the stretch is affected. And the reason that this is important, because the stretch enabled that beneficiary to take a smaller distribution over a longer period of time which means that they would pay lower federal income taxes each year because they're taking a smaller amount of money, and it would grow bigger because it had time to remain invested over a longer period of time. So it sounds like their planning should start now if they want to keep expanding. Because what you do today or what you don't do today is going to affect how your beneficiary is taxed after you pass away. And if you want to limit or help reduce federal income taxes for your beneficiary, there's things that you can do. We just need to do some legal things and work with your financial advisor or investment advisor and possibly do some financial things as well. So if you want to get your estate plan started, make sure that you're planning your retirement right Visit MarquardtLawFirm.com, M like mother, A-R-Q-U-A-R-D like delta, T like tango, LawFirm.com, and get your consultation started. The reason I'm emphasizing that at Marquart Law Firm, we work with other financial advisors of our clients, and and we work with uh, financial advisors uh, that send us clients as well. We have close relationships with 
experienced and licensed individuals if if somebody, one of our clients, doesn't have a financial advisor. The reason I emphasize that is because there are some lawyers out there who are order takers. Mm -hmm. You tell them what you want in your will. They say, who's your beneficiary? Who's your executor? And then they, they write your will and that's it. They send you out the door. We do more than that. We're comprehensive and professional. It's always great to be able to take that into consideration and how detailed you get into your consultations, making sure that each person's concerns is addressed. But we need to get more into detail when we come back from this commercial. What can baby boomers, Generation Xers, millennials, Generation Z, and the future generations yet to be born, how can they be able to plan correctly for their estates and their retirements? Stay tuned. That's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. Remember to dial in at 210-530-4278 at the Marcourt Law Firm office. Leave a message and we'll get back to you on Monday. But don't change that channel when we come back from this commercial on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, and event planner of Marquardt Law Firm. We are here today live discussing about the SECURE Act that was passed before the end of last year. Why do retirees count pennies? Why? Because they're the only one that has time. <laughs> okay. What are some of the strategies that might be considered for people that need to see their financial advisor and their attorney? If you have a trust or you wanted your beneficiary to receive their inheritance in a trust. For example, some beneficiaries aren't good with money, and their parents designed their retirement pension using a trust and possibly retirement money to fund that trust, then we need to talk. If you have a standalone retirement trust, or an IRA trust, then we need to talk because of this whole stretch issue. We need to specifically nail down what the tax consequences are going to be for your beneficiary and how can we possibly reduce that unfavorable tax consequence legally, ethically, and above board, of course. 
And that number to dial is 210-530-4278 for MarcourtLawFirm.com. And visit us so that way we can be able to address your estate plan and retirement concerns. Some of the retirement trusts out there are called conduit trusts. That's where a trustee is going to manage the retirement inheritance that's coming in, but the trustee is still going to pay out the minimum required distribution every year as required. If somebody has one of those, then we need to talk. So I know that each person's estate plan is catered to their individual and unique situations, but should anybody be triggered by the word irrevocable trust if there's any changes that could affect them in this? Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. I hadn't even planned on talking about that today. (laughs) But if you have an irrevocable trust and this SECURE Act is causing problems for you or is going to cause problems for the beneficiary, we might be able to go to court and ask for permission to modify that trust even though it's irrevocable because the SECURE Act is a circumstance that has changed what the person who created the trust thought was going to be. Okay, then. Yep. And you might be exercising your authority as trust protector. Many irrevocable trusts have a trust protector, and the trust protector will have some limited powers to change or modify the provisions, the administrative provisions of the trust, if there's something like this happening, a change in circumstances because of tax laws. So is it safe to debate that since the laws are ever-changing that people should still keep their estate plans up to date instead of putting it off thinking, oh, my beneficiaries will deal with it when I'm dead and I don't have to worry about it. I'm just going to do it now and then let it be. Yes, uh, they need to keep it up to date because the laws are changing. Now, a will or a trust or a estate plan is not something that you're required to look at every year like you're required to file your 1040 federal income tax return. It's up to you to look at it and ask questions of your estate planning attorney and uh, ask whether changes need to be made or ask that changes please be made. And this is where I think that Marquardt Law Firm's different. We're out here in the community on the radio. Mm-hmm on YouTube, informing our clients that something has changed. There's an important change that's affecting your retirement. There's an important change that's affecting your beneficiaries. If you had a will done in the past and your lawyer is not informing you about these changes, then he's not doing his job. Absolutely then. So visit MarcourtLawFirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D like Delta, T like Tango, LawFirm.com. And you can actually visit our website to find out when you can meet us in person for our public seminars. We're going to be able to help people understand 
what to expect in their estate plan, what they should be planning, and how the SECURE Act can affect them. Yeah, I, w- I want to do another seminar at the Education Center. That would be terrific. We're going to be having one over at the Lions Field in February. But again, visit MarcourtLawFirm.com to find the dates and locations that are closest to you and meet Todd Marcourt in person and get your information ready. Yay. (laughs) Okay. One of the things that your financial advisor might be talking to you about is converting your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. I don't know whether that's right for you or not. Only a qualified and licensed financial advisor can give you that kind of advice. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that that question might come up because if you take something uh, in a traditional IRA that's going to be taxed later and instead you pay the tax now, then when your beneficiary receives it after you pass away, they're not going to have to pay federal income taxes on it. Or what you might do is take take your traditional IRA distribution and buy a life insurance policy with it. Then when your beneficiary receives uh, the proceeds after you pass away, then they're not going to have to pay federal income tax on that. So those are a couple of financial things that I've heard about that might be advantageous. Another thing that might come up if you have life insurance, depending on whether you are in the realm of having to pay federal estate tax, you might need an irrevocable life insurance trust. So if you need that, your financial advisor should be referring you to a qualified estate planning attorney. But if you're here in San Antonio, you can always visit MarcourtLawFirm.com or dial 210-530-4278 and we'll get back to your voicemail on Monday. Yes, or they can go on our website any time of day or night and chat with one of our people and leave a question there as well. So if you have estate planning questions at 2 o'clock tonight on Saturday or 1 o'clock on Sunday, don't be afraid to message us. Yeah, messaging is good. Another strategy could be setting up a charitable remainder trust. If somebody has charities that they want to leave something to and they have this idea that they want to leave uh, some inheritance for children or grandchildren or other beneficiaries, they could have uh, the best of both worlds. They could leave some money to charity and some money to their beneficiary. And when you do it using a, a charitable remainder trust, you might be able to save some federal income taxes and federal estate taxes that way as well. Well, it sounds like it still has a positive way to let people leave behind their legacies then, right? Yes, of course. The number one thing that you can do that you don't need a financial advisor, CPA, or estate planning attorney to do it is to just find out again, remind yourself, who did I name as beneficiary of my IRA? Call the company that you have your IRA saved or invested with and ask them, who did I name as my beneficiary? And if you don't have anybody named, you better start making your list. Yes, and check it twice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have another joke. 
What do you call a person who is happy on Monday morning? Crazy. Retired. <laughs> Every day Saturday for somebody who's retired, right? I suppose so then. <laughs> okay, so when we're talking about saving for retirement and doing estate planning, what's the other thing that comes up that might mess with your retirement? Mm. Chronic illness and long-term care. Ah, that's right. So besides death and dying, your estate planning attorney and your financial advisor should be talking to you about how are you going to pay for long-term care? How are you going to pay for a, a chronic illness? How are you going to pay for what you need if you have a heart attack, stroke, or broken hip? I think this is why I fear adulting so much because how do you get your income that you're making now multiply for the future? Well, the trick is you have to spend less than you make. Oh, well then. <laughs> Common sense 101. <laughs> well, that, I know that's the most difficult part. It's, it's difficult for everybody, including my household. So another thing that you can do to get prepared for retirement and chronic illness and long-term care is to gather up all of your important paperwork, your social security statement, your birth certificate, your marriage certificate, titles to your real estate, car titles, insurance policies, retirement accounts, pension letters, utility accounts, and even digital assets. What are digital assets? Digital assets are the things that you own that are electronic in nature. Like even your online accounts, Facebook, Google, email, everything that you store on the internet is probably an asset that you own that you might be able to pass down to your beneficiaries. It sounds like people start better retracting their histories and uh, well, remembering. Well, that, that's another thing. You might want your executor or trustee to delete those accounts. You can put that in your will. Well, if you haven't gotten your will set up yet, visit talklawradio.com and look for our podcast episode where we actually talked about estate planning 101. But we will be back next Saturday as a recorded episode. We will not be able to be here live but we're going to be interviewing the Easter Seals of San Antonio, a veterans program, and we look forward to being able to share information on that. I hope that you learned something today about the SECURE Act, and if you still have questions, remember to visit marcourtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D like Delta, T like Tango, lawfirm.com. Or share our website, talklawradio.com, with your friends and family so that way they can prepare their retirement plans as well. We'll see you next Saturday at 11 o'clock.